What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 300 for the week of August 13th, 2023. I almost forgot the fucking date because Pookie threw us for a fucking loop before the show started. And uh, he's not on the screen right now. We'll cut, we'll cue you in, Pookie. So just you fucking sit tight. Thanks a lot for earlier. Um, yeah, there you go. Love it. All right. So, guys, this is our 300th episode. I uh, still can't believe it that we've been doing this for over five years. Um, the reason why we're flipped is because we have a semi-different cam setup going, so don't worry about that, okay? Just don't worry about it. No um, also, I apologize for the show notes being wrong because that was for last episode. I didn't even think about putting them in there because we technically don't have show notes because this is an interview episode. Um, but seriously, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you all so much for joining us for 300 fucking episodes of this thing that we call a show where we scream into microphones and uh, we talk about the competitive Halo scene. You guys are all amazing. We love you all. And uh, we we thought about it. And after what we talked about was argue, well, actually not inarguably the best Halo event we probably have ever had in the Global Invitational presented by SSG, thought about it. And it's like, why don't we reach out and see if we can get somebody from SSG to come on for an interview and we can talk about not just the event, but everything in general. And, um, well, we have one. So, uh, to all the new follows and the subs and everything, thank you all so very much to all the new people that are joining up in chat. Thank you as well for being here. Um, I will make sure to shout everybody out at the end of the show, but without further ado, I think it's time we introduce our guest for this full episode of the show. It is just going to be an interview with the creative director of Space Station Gaming, Parker Winchester, a.k.a. Pookie. Pookie, how are you doing on this yo, Monday yo. evening? I'm doing so good. First off, congratulations on the 300th episode. Thank you. Thank you. Commended you earlier, but really is a <laughs> crazy accomplishment. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of recording, man. <laughs> so yeah. congrats. Um, and uh, yeah, super excited to be here. Um, it's just cool to have been at the start of SSG and ride this journey. I'm kind of glad that I get an opportunity to talk to the Halo community about it and just kind of open the doors a little bit to SSG. So like I said before, ask whatever you want. I'll probably leak a little bit too much, but we'll have a good time doing it. So awesome. excited to be here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, real quick, before we get started, uh, the thing that threw us for a loop before we got started with the show if you go look on the Twitter or the X is what it's fucking called now. Um, if you go on Twitter and you look at the tweet that we sent out, there is, we are doing a giveaway. All thank you to Pookie and space station gaming. And, uh, Pookie, I think it's for something that you might be wearing right now. What is that? Oh, this, this little thing is a, uh, SSG straight ripping collab that we have coming out at Fort Worth, Texas. Um, yeah, we're going to do a little giveaway for you guys. Ooh. So, Pookie, let me just ask you, how many hoodies are you going to be giving away? Four hoodies, but part of the deal was that they have to be, they got to be the post-event pre-order list. So you'll get it like two or three weeks after the event. Ideally, give us four. We're just a bunch of idiots trying to run this ship. So four at the latest, and you can quote me on that one. <laughs> awesome. And it's for U.S. only, correct? Correct. Or whatever our standard 
shipping rates and areas are if you can find them on our website we'll ship to you but i can't guarantee we won't go somewhere we don't usually go okay well i said us only so hopefully that's going to be the actual case we'll see what happens and uh we can do that too that that also works oh I mean, yep you US literally only. told Tyler me before we got started that it was us only so be fucking come at me like well it's actually what our website says so excuse me <laughs> no you're, you're really dealing with an idiot tonight so i hope you guys are ready for the show I scream into a microphone the entire time. So if anyone's the idiot, it's me. So don't worry about it. You're going to be perfectly fine. Um, so let's see here. I think we should get started. What do you think, Will? Let's get into it. Okay. So, Pokey, first question we have for you. Where did you get your start with skating? And who's been your biggest inspiration while learning? I um, got my start with skateboarding really little. I grew up in a little podunk town, southern Utah. Um, and I kind of got involved with this older group of teens that listened to corn and crazy stuff like that, that my parents <laughs> wouldn't have been hyped that I was hanging around those kids. <laughs> so I kind of got into it as a little kid. Um, and then I really got into it in like high school, middle school age, uh, super into the culture, skateboarded every day. Sean was like, uh, the owner, he was like four years older. Um, his dad lived in the town I lived in, his mom lived um, in a different town, and so he would spend the summers where I lived, and he'd come, and he was like this local skate legend, so I used to look up to him as this little kid, and like, everyone would hear that he was going to the park, and we'd call our friends, like, yo, Sean's at the park, like, let's go skate, and like, try to impress this guy, like, he was that cool, he was the only guy to ever be sponsored out of our little town, like, everyone just followed him everywhere, like, he was just like everyone's hero, so, um, that's how I got into it, like, grew up, uh, Grew up in Utah, so served that classic LDS mission. When I came back, that's when Sean and I really became like best friends and started skateboarding a ton. And I traveled with him for work, and like how this all kind of came to fruition was like through that friendship through skateboarding. So it's definitely like affected you all even at this point, like just through the the fruits and labors of SSG's like growth and and just kind of where we've spread our wings. So it's really cool. I owe a lot to it. So you're saying that Sean's been your biggest inspiration when learning how to skate? <laughs> not probably not learning how to skate. Um, <laughs> um, I forgot that part of the question, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I grew up watching a lot of street skateboarding. So there's like vert skateboarding and street skateboarding. So um, people like uh, Shane O'Neill, Chris Cole were skateboarders that I looked up to a lot that could just kind of more style and technicality versus like big drops and stair sets that's kind of what i got what i was into would you consider yourself good um i would consider myself good to you bad to like a good skateboarder like i'm nothing special at the park when like there's kids that are ripping there but like i could do stuff that like you would be like oh like like uh that's pretty cool <laughs> i can't do that so yeah <laughs> see the funny thing is that he thinks i don't skateboard you don't, oh, which well, I don't. I don't, skateboard. I don't fucking skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I tried to get into it. I had a, uh, I remember the first board I bought was a, a Baker board and I tried. I can ollie, but that's about it. Like <laughs> I just cruised around town on it. So yeah, yeah you're right. Everything but, you do, um, we, think we, we think it's cool. No, I appreciate it. A lot of what SSG tries to resemble like Volcom or these skate brands that I live through growing up like we all have those couple brands that we were really attached to that just kind of 
we liked and a lot of SSG is kind of through skate culture's eyes, just a new generation. So that's really cool. Tyler says that you're above average for a father of four. That's probably pretty true. There's not very many people that have four kids, so <laughs> let alone skateboard on top of that. Uh, <laughs> Those a, two uh, cultures usually don't cross and mingle very much. What a perfect segue into kids. Uh, I have to ask you, so I have a four-year-old. Uh, she's amazing, but she's also an asshole. Uh, but you have four kids, so what is life like a fa- uh, what is life like as a father of four with three of them being triplets? Um, it's insane. It's everything like you would hate about having three kids at once, but it's everything you love about those special moments that you share with your kids. So like, yeah, with our, our first kid, he's six years old now. So it's like I always think of like there's just the highs and lows are like this, but with triplets, like the highs are super sick and the lows are super rough. So that's what it's like and. Uh, so yeah, a lot of uh, stress, but a lot of love and a lot of happy moments. Um, yeah, that's what it's like. But uh, it's awesome. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. I saw a little video that you put on Twitter about one of them just taking food off the high chair and just dropping it off the floor. It's just watching this happen in real time, like. Can you just, I assume that this happens frequently or it happened frequently. Like, can you just explain to the folks at home that these are just the moments that you have to sit back and be like, you have to, you have to embrace it and you have to kind of enjoy it for what it is because you're never going to see those things again. No. Yeah. Very much. So like at a bigger scale than that, like when we had triplets, I was like, when we found out and uh, kind of got into the hospital while before my wife gave birth, like SSG was cranking and we were doing sick things and like we were just cruising and like this just huge wall came, you know, like it's a big responsibility and a change of life. And like I definitely had to like change my view of what makes me happy and like what's successful in life. Um, and so in those moments like that, where you just see like kids dropping food off the floor, off the chair onto the floor and stuff like you just, it is what it is. Like you just learn you can't control everything. So you just soak it in and enjoy it. Like that's just funny to think that I live in a scenario where that's just a normal everyday occurrence. Like I'm like a sitcom sometimes to some people. So like, <laughs> I think I've, I've learned that like life can be super hard and you can't like you, there's so much you can't control like as much as you want. Like you're just gonna have to deal with some shit in your life. Um, so just learn to roll with it and like soak in those moments and, and celebrate them versus stress about them. Like you can't change it. So whatever, man. Um, let's put you in the realm of full house for a second. Okay. Who from SSG would be uncle Jesse? I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to kind of remind me what's the, the role of uncle Jesse. Like uh, the, he's either the fun guy, right? I know yeah. this is terrible. <laughs> Yes, he's the he's the fucking fun guy. Yeah, that's Tyler. That's probably Tyler. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. He's in the chat. There you go, Tyler. Enjoy that. You just got compared to Uncle Jesse. You're welcome. Space Station also says the same thing. So yep, Tyler for sure. There you go. And Zach says the same thing as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Awesome. Um. Okay. So, we'll we'll talk about Smite later in terms of like SSG. But I have to ask you personally, do you f- feel nostalgic and fired up from time to time? 
All the time. I still love Smite. Um, uh, we get on on play arenas all the time, like it's just coworkers and stuff. So it's just like imagine if Optic wasn't in Call of Duty. Like that's how it feels for us not being Smite. Like it's just where we were born and where we first fell in love with esports. So it just sucks that orcs suck. You know, can't yeah. support a game, so it dies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I really can't add anything else to that one. Um, Will. Yeah. Are you able to take the next one? If oh, not. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I thought you would get a kick out of this. I do because I love this as well. Are you still addicted to Code Red Mountain Dew? Um, yeah, I still love it. Yeah. I, I love it out of the can and the fountain, like occasionally, but the can is the best. Like nothing beats Country time strawberry lemonade is pretty close, but <laughs> I, uh, I have to, so I'm diabetic. So I drink diet sodas. They had diet code red for the longest time. And within the last year and a half, they finally took it off the shelves. And I've been just wanting and yearning for code red mountain Dew, and I can't have it. So I might have to splurge a little bit and just have a regular one. You should. And then just skip a day, you know, it'll yeah. all even out. I think Yeah, <laughs> that's just, how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just take a little insulin, do a little workout. It'll, it'll work itself out. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh my it's God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Pookie's giving great lifestyle advice right now. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking take a day <laughs> off. Who gives a shit? You know? Wow. Um, what were you doing before space station? Um, I was working at a place called Utility Trailer, which is just a huge industrial, they build semi-trucks, and my job was to pick up the stupid little side skirts that go under the trailer that you can like kind of block the wind to improve the gas mileage or whatever, and I had to hunch them up on my shoulder and just bolt in bolts for, my shift was two in the morning, or wait, it was three in the afternoon till two in the morning, and that was my life, and it made me hate what I was doing. I just wanted to do something else. <laughs> so how do you transition from bolting on side skirts to esports? You have a friend who has a really successful YouTube career and, <laughs> <laughs> and you say, hey man, I think we could take what you're doing with YouTube and apply it to esports. He had really good success early on, like finding brand deals and building those relationships. And it's like, Gamers are the same thing. They're just really good at gaming instead of making YouTube vlogs. Like, we can pivot that way and figure it out. And that's where Smite landed for us. <laughs> that's where it all started. Where it all started. Did you, uh, did you actually get fired from AdRoll for playing too much Rocket League? I did. Well, they didn't say too much Rocket League, but it's like sales are super low and quoted too much time in the break room, which is where Rocket League was. And now we have Rocket League skin. So it's just this sweet, poetic <laughs> justice, dude. And Adam yes. just pound sand the rest of his life. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's amazing. amazing. Kendrick Lamar, their ass. That's uh, right. It, it was really like one of those, like, uh, Odoyle rules moments in my life. Dude. I was like, heck yes, dude. After that. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> Um, all right, moving into the creative director role for SSG in June of 2017, Sean announced Sean Duras for people who don't know, um, announced space stations expansion into esports with smite, but space stations origins may have began with a YouTube channel uh, titled space station stuff. And it was centered around other types of content. Um, how did the inception of, uh, how did the inception of space station gaming come to be? Um, yeah, so gaming really was just like I had kind of hit on was 
We had seen success with Sean in the YouTube space and landing brand deals, and we just kind of knew esports was starting this wild ride. What was that, 2017, I think we started? So it was just really like the perfect time for us. I don't think people give us enough credit just how dumb lucky we were of just getting in at the right time with, um, I'll go into that and I'll finish the story, but it really is a lot of dumb luck of just happened to be at the right time. Um, start of Space Station Gaming. Yes, yeah, sorry, I get so lost and just on the questions. Um, it's okay. So, yeah, we just had seen Sean's success in YouTube, and we'd all loved Smite before that. We'd all been playing for years, and just it was just like the game that we all played. And I fell in love with the esports scene of it. Like, I was just kind of the first friend to figure out kind of what esports was and really dive into it out of our friend group. And uh, I just seen that like orgs come in and out and there's always just teams that don't even have orgs and they just have a stupid name or it's like some bullcrap sponsor that's like just there for hopefully to win a prize pool at like the end of the year. I'm like, Sean, there's a real opportunity here to just come in and sign a team and just pitch them on the vision. Like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing, but clearly esports doesn't know what they're doing right now either. Like, come take a ride with us and take a gamble. Like, at least we've proven our business model somewhere else. So we just convinced this smite roster to come take a bet on us and figured it out and so it's just been awesome yeah uh let's talk about that dumb luck then so what what do you mean by dumb luck oh yeah we just we came in at a perfect time where um rosters were like getting paid next to nothing so it was like almost a null point to sean to like support a team when we first got into the scenes um and the next year is when like orgs or like teams started to get franchised by leagues. And so Smite funded like everything. They gave us all the money. We just had to turn around and pay the players wow. their salary. And the crappy part is, is like other orgs, like it was so easy. Like, how do you fail? Is it's like, you just find orgs that Smite so low on the priority list that they just don't care by the time it's their fifth or sixth game. But it was our only game and the only game that we could build a community around. And like, that was our pitch, right? Is like, YouTube community engagement like we're gonna do whatever it takes to make this work so like it's like we just put so much effort into that community and they fell in love but it's like if every org did that like that's always our biggest gripe is just like orgs just suck man sometimes they suck but <laughs> what can you do um you just gotta do what you can to, to try and change it and hype up hype up the scene so yeah, I mean, without diving in further on like the orgs being shitty aspect of it, you, yeah, that's that's basically <laughs> yeah. where we're at as well. It's in in the Halo scene specifically because that's obviously where we focus our efforts. It's, uh, I mean, fuck, it's it seems like a new one pops up and that new one's gone within a few months is what it seems like, or something seems like an org pops up and they're like, Oh my God, like they seem like they're going to be doing everything the right way. And then it turns out they were never doing anything the right way. And they were fucking people over and then things explode. Right. And we've seen that countless, countless times in this scene specifically. And that's why that's one of the reasons why now we don't know every inner working about your guys' organization because that's not our business. And, and obviously, but, from everything that we've seen for the amount of companies that you guys manage on the day to day anyway. And it, it truly does seem like you guys are doing it the right way, at least from the outside looking in. And again, this is coming from somebody who doesn't know anything about the business side of things, but like when the global invitational happened, uh, I mean, you guys saw the amount of praise that we gave you in that last episode, but it, it truly from the amount of, 
just, in my opinion, how much of a nightmare Arlington was from a spectator standpoint. It left such a fucking bad taste in my mouth, Pookie. I'm not fucking kidding. That I was it. It was just like the event part of it, right? Like you just didn't have like beyond watching Halo. It was just watching Halo. Li- literally everything besides the game being played was awful. And, and like, again, this is just my opinion, but like it was, I, I couldn't believe that that was a quote unquote major, like that was what a major was. So when you guys had announced, well, I mean, it was already announced previously, like with the roadmap, but when we're getting closer and closer to your guys's event and then Sean goes on Twitter and is like, Hey, what can we do to make this the best event for you? And this was weeks before the events taking place. As soon as that tweet came out, and I, I've said this sentiment on the fucking show, as soon as that tweet came out, I'm like, this event is going to be something special because not only have Space Station done great things in the past, but Sean literally just putting that tweet out made it all like, okay, this is going to be amazing. I really don't have any lowered expectations anymore, and this isn't even a fucking major. And you see what you guys are able to do. Like, it's, it's, it, thank you. I don't know where the Seriously. fuck I was going with that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate the praise. Um, I don't know. It's just like, uh, we just care. Just want people to care and enjoy and, and love what they're doing. So it's worth it. And it's not hard to take feedback and what better way to do it than just be like transparent and just like open it up to the community, what they want at an event. It's not hard. Just go on Twitter and ask your followers. That's all you got to do. But maybe it is hard. I don't know. (laughs) Apparently it is. (laughs) Pokey. The one thing that I've criticized a lot of the scene on is lack of communication uh, in official capacities and other capacities. It's just been one of my biggest gripes that sometimes communication is great. A lot of the other times it's not, and uh-huh. I want to give praise where praise is due, but I also want to like shout things out when I think that they can be better. And like, that's why Sean's tweet hit home so much is because we don't see that often enough in my opinion. And so when we did see something like that happen, I was like this, I'm so thankful that that happened because while we weren't able to attend live, everybody else that was able to a lot of the feedback that was given in that tweet was taken to heart and acted upon. And that, again, I, I know it sounds stupid that it's just as simple as a tweet that was going out, but it, we don't see that often enough. And I, to quote myself from that show, you said you care. I say you guys gave a shit. And that's, that's just it. You guys actually give a shit. So thanks again. Again, don't know where I was going with it, but thanks again. No, I appreciate it. We have, um, I don't know if it's unfortunately, we just have no other choice but to give a shit. Like, we're just so grassroots and scrappy. Like, we can't afford to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Like, we get one crack at everything, and if we don't knock it out of the park, like, we'll never have that shot again. And it took us six years to get this at bat. Like, we knew we were going to come, like, proper and ready and give the fans a good experience for sure. Awesome. So when you look back at the original quote unquote space station in Sean's basement compared to the current space station office. What types of feelings does that make you have to see how far you all have come in the span of less than a decade? Like I'm not just talking about like the office space. I'm not just talking about space station gaming for those who don't know, like space station has 
what is it? Five or six different companies, maybe more at this point are like subsidiaries of space station. Yeah. There's like probably 10 or 12 under the umbrella. That's there you go. Like how does that feel to look back at that original moment of just hanging out with Sean in his basement, you guys are just skating all the time. And then you explode literally in less than a decade to everything that you guys have amassed so far. It's, um, crazy i often get um like just emotional like driving home and like decompressing from work and i'll be like super stressed out like freaking unit wouldn't let like i speaking of being open with the community i tried to pitch to a unit like hey we should live stream like designing our next skin like that'd be so sick for the community and they're like nope nda not doing it and i was like come on <laughs> oh. man like open the doors let's go <laughs> and so like that's just like that's not a huge stress at work at all but like you know whatever happens at work and i'll decompress at work but it's like on my drive home, I live in this little farm town, so it's like a very different 180 from work, and it's just like I'm driving through, no stoplights, whatever, just this small little country town. It's like, man, I work at a company, like, at the end of the day, I'm working in Halo HCS Global Invitational. Like, my life is not bad. Like, I definitely recognize how lucky I am. And I also realized like how hard we've all busted our ass over the last seven years to like make this happen. Like our goal was like, hey, if we work really hard, we might have a job in esports. Like that's how we started out. Like if you work really hard, you could maybe work in esports. Like that's just the mentality we had was like, just have to make it happen. So like to see that not only has esports happened and I've kind of stayed in that lane the entire, like I was there kind of at the beginning, but I've stayed in that lane where other Sean has obviously branched out way further so it's just like i think of those feelings i have and i'm working with 15 guys internally at ssg every day a couple of girls okay we're not that we're <laughs> inclusive <laughs> uh, and um i just think of how proud and happy and hyped i am and then to think of like what sean must feel or like people who've had like a bigger touch than i've had like it's just uh it's a cool feeling when you've just kind of started as a couple idiots that made YouTube videos, but you've kind of approached it differently to hopefully make like a different impact in the industry. So it's really rewarding to see for sure. Well, I, I mean, as much as our opinion fucking matters, like I, I think I could speak for the both of us when we say that we're super proud of how far you guys have come. It like, especially coming into halo and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but like, it's seeing you guys come in. We know you guys have been in other esports. You guys won a, uh, you guys won a siege world championship, if I'm not mistaken, um, other tournaments as well. And then seeing you guys come into halo and just seeing how guys, how much you guys have been thriving. You guys literally put out the best merch in the scene. I think that's hands down, no debate, like not just because we're wearing it, not shilling or anything like that. Seriously, more than half my closet right now is, SSG stuff because it's comfortable, it's affordable, and guys, if you don't know this, SSG has youth jerseys <laughs> on their website. You know what other companies have youth jerseys? Basically fucking none of them. Exactly. Pookie's saying no. No one has youth jerseys. You know what I did immediately as soon as I saw the kids on stage at the Global Invitational wearing those? I bought one for my kid right then and there. Fucking A, guys. It's not hard, dude. It's just like, I don't know. We've had so many nightmares with these third-party merch things that we're just like, screw this, dude. Like, let's just figure it out in-house. We'll figure out how to source. We'll figure out how to sample. Paxson, you guys have all met him at the booth before. He's the nicest guy ever. Like, he's just, 
he came into SSG as like, he literally was the janitor. Like he was just cleaning up stuff for the first couple of months. And he's just like carved his way and figured out his path. And it's just like, that story has happened a hundred times here. So it's just super dope. And it's like, he does it for you guys. Like he just figured out a way to like provide value and, and made it happen. Sorry if you can hear those jets. I live by an air force base. I need to, can you hear those flying overhead? Not, not really. It's like, there's a little, oh. there's a little background <laughs> stuff, but it's not, you're, you can't hear jets flying by. <laughs> Oh yeah, we live right by an Air Force base, and it's awful. But luckily, you can't hear it, so that's good. Yeah, we can't, but you can't. <laughs> Not living so by sucks. the Air Force base is awful. Just the noise that comes from. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, and yes, shout out Pax because that sounds. I mean, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um, he up with seven hoodies. You know, he, he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, the fu- the fucking guy. Um, no, that's my biggest thing too. Is that. And it, Will knows, everybody in chat knows, like all the listeners know, I love merchandise. Like, I love merchandise. And the only, like, in my opinion, the best way for me to buy merchandise is if you make it easy for me. So, and, and SSG booths at basically every single event have been the easiest thing to buy merch from you guys have a great selection what, what about it is easy just the selection and, yeah no like, i want honest feedback no like, how do we, that's that's my honest fucking feedback it, yeah. my honest fucking feedback is you guys have a massive selection you guys have nearly every size available at least like uh, we're, we're tall lanky dudes so like we get larges basically because if they shrink they'll still fit us so you basically always have the size that we want um you had you had jo- like mentioned earlier, and we said it was fine. But like you said, Raleigh day one, you guys didn't have your booth set up, and it's like, who fucking cares? You guys figured it out. Uh, the thing, the thing that blew my mind. Here's here's a piece of feedback for you. A piece of feedback that I would have is make sure your merch is available all weekend long, all event long. What I mean by that is now, granted, maybe it's different because of scuff and like maybe they have different contractual obligations for like days that they can be there. But I'm going to put Arlington back into this for a split second. Something I never mentioned is that and I didn't buy one anyway, but besides the point. um, So they had optic scuffs at Arlington. And uh, another thing that pissed me off is that in you know what? I am going to ask you now that we have you on the show, because I'm genuinely curious if you can even provide information on this. Why did you guys not have a booth at Arlington? Um, I think it was because we knew we had this show coming up in Fort Worth in a couple of weeks and we're just 15 dudes in an office trying to figure it out. So like, while we wish we could, like we just had to kind of gauge where we needed to invest our time. And that's just, how it fell, I guess. Like, yeah, it's like there's definitely stuff that we leave on the table and like we're bummed that we can't capitalize on opportunities. That happens all the time for sure. Okay. So for those who listen to the show, I don't hold back. They know this. So I'm just going to say this. I was very upset that no other booths were there except a lackluster optic gaming booth that had half HCS merch as well. And it was a fucking disaster. Like I was actively looking around for other booths to be there. I messaged you guys on Twitter. You guys said you weren't going to be there, but you would be at every other event, which is fine. So I I understand the reasoning. I just wish that you guys would have been there because it would have put like a slight spotlight on an an otherwise shit fucking experience. Um, But yeah, you can go ahead and say something if you want to. No, that makes a ton of sense. And thank you for the feedback. I think like, honestly, there's no like, the cool thing about where we work is there's no like, deliverables right like we don't have to do this week or this that amount that week like 
if we need to shift so we can be at more events and shift our time around, like, let us know that and we'll figure it out long term. Like, I don't think, like, give us a while to kind of switch that those gears in our mind. But like, that's what we want to be is just like, how do we optimize to be in esports Oregon if that's events and showing up proper and giving back to the community? If that's the most effective use of our time, then we'll make sure that we do that. Do you mind if I derail for a second? Do whatever you need to do. So in chat, Zach says it was out of our hands with a heart and space station put an arrow above it pointing to that comment. And Blake said, spill the tea at Zach dare you. I I'm just going to ask for the sake of everybody being here. Is there more to that? Or was it literally logistically? We <laughs> there, just couldn't make it happen. Be, Zach would probably know more than, than I would. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There probably is that I'm not remembering. Okay. Again, I'm sorry to derail. I'm just, I'm genuinely curious because like, Oh yeah. Get Zach in here. I'll get (laughs) like, no. Okay. I am just going to be completely honest here. And I don't mean to like detract from anything that's happening, but one of my biggest concerns was Tashi said in a, in an, in an interview earlier in the year that booths would be the bare minimum expected for every major. And the fact that Arlington literally did not have any partner team booth there except their own and half of it was HCS merch that, and I'm not trying to throw shit at Tashi because obviously there's a lot of things that are going on. But when I saw that, I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Like this, I'm actively there. People are actively there because they want to buy the merchandise, support the teams that they enjoy to support the players that they enjoy. And when they don't have the booths, you guys obviously included others as well. It's, and we were told earlier that they would be the bare minimum of what we should expect. Not all partner teams, because obviously, you know, Quadrant being an EU base, it's going to be difficult to get merch over here, blah, 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 blah. But it's just, it was, un, it was unfortunate. Uh, real quick, uh, Tyler said, before tea is spilled, Optic hooked us up majorly with an amazing area to film content for our event. Yeah, we were able to get all of the, uh, the GOAT episodes for our global invitation where the pros were talking about their favorite memories and stuff was all filmed at the optic event. And we were able to get like a room from them and stuff um, on their media day to film all that. So yeah, super appreciative to optic. Um, I think honestly, I think like the opportunity was given to orgs to show up. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the full story. So I'll put the blame on us willingly that maybe we just didn't have the the time to invest or like, knew we needed to invest in our own event to make it more proper. So I will take, but your, yeah. uh, Oh no, I'll just say, I'll take your word. Uh, Blake and Tyler said there's no drama or anything like that. So I'm sorry for prodding. It's just, I take things at face value when I hear them. So I just wanted to make sure that there was nothing actually more there to be talked about. Um, but I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that. Pookie. I apologize. No, do not apologize at all. I do think there is a truth of like part of that weighing is like, I don't know. Where does Halo fall on Optic's priority list of making a dope event? So it's like that was definitely a consideration. Like, do we invest time here or at Fort Worth where we know it'll be a little bit more properly set up and stuff? Like, we have to take into consideration, like, it's expensive to ship that booth out and to pay for all that merch to get out there. So it's like, and it's not, like, lucrative. So it's it's, like, definitely, like, game time decisions of just where we need to invest and what we put the time into. And the better it goes, um, the more events we go to. So that's like why it's dope when orgs win together or we can support you guys by giving to the community a little bit more. Like, like I said earlier, like we're not League of Legends, we're not CSGO, like 
and stop kidding ourselves. Like we only win if we all win. So it's like we kind of got to build this ship together. So um, that definitely had some weight into it. Like where do we spend to get the most bang for our buck? And maybe it wasn't optic this time around. So, well, regardless, I appreciate the explanation surrounding it because I, I hated sitting here wondering what could have been or like I didn't in my head, I didn't want to point blame at any specific org or individual for making things happen or not happen. So thank you for that. Back to the scuff thing though. And the actual feedback that I had real quick was, um, making sure things are available all weekend long. If you possibly can. The reason I say that is because at Arlington scuff had a booth and they were not there on Sunday at all. Now, again, scuff might be just completely separate in which case I don't know what their obligations are, but I know you guys have a partnership with scuff gaming as well. So if possible to have things available all weekend long. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we ran into the same issue in Raleigh, I believe when, uh, no, not Raleigh, Charlotte. Um, we had a, uh, controller release there and we couldn't sell it on Sunday. Um, but it has been solved. The, the reason was like just through the, the point of sale was all ran through scuffs back end, and we just hadn't linked it to ours. But since that event, we've linked them together. So we're able to sell out of our half of the booth going forward. So if they aren't able to attend the full event, we can cover. So for us, at least that problem is solved. I don't know about other orgs, so we'll let them put their own pants on, you know, that sounds good to me. Sure. Um, <laughs> you guys, Speaking about scuffs real quick, um, again, sorry to derail continually here. You guys just released a new scuff controller, as a matter of fact, with a really dope-ass design. Um, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you did you create the original design for the scuff before this one? Yeah. The <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm new to podcasting. I can't figure out the mute and unmute buttons yet. I'm um, just getting choked up. Yeah. It's okay. I had drawn just like a little goofy, like what I thought was a pretty cool layout on like pen and paper on some PDF that they sent us and sent it to their team and they came up with like the design. But yeah, it's just like the original kind of concept was me. So it was cool. That's just kind of the opportunities that, that come here with it. Such a small team is just you never know what random project or thing you'll just kind of be thrown at. So do you have those face plates anymore to like sell at events? Or are those completely gone? I think those are gone with the release of our new one that just came out is our new evergreen controller. So there might be a little inventory left and we can see if there is like some stock and okay. what better way than through us to give it out. So hopefully we can get, get our hands on it. Um, if there is, I'm not sure though. All good. Just thought I'd ask now that scuff was on the top of my mind. Um, all right. Creative director. For Space Station Gaming. What does a day in the life of that look like? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, what? what? I, well, like, I don't even know what like, a creative director is. It's just some like bullshit title I've given myself because like other orgs have them, I think. like I literally just came on day one as like someone who kind of was familiar with how Sean did social media and just like adopted it and ran it with eSports. And I've just like... I kind of, I guess what my role is, is like, I feel like I have a good touch of like who we are as a brand and our voice and how to connect with our community, or at least how we should try to connect with them. And I just try to make sure that the projects and stuff that we're working on are staying within that lane. But that's really all I do. Like Zach edits, Blake films, everyone else like does everything else. Like, I, like it's just... 
trying to stay cool. That's all we're trying to do is be cool for the kids. <laughs> be <laughs> cool for the kids. To be cool, oh my God. Spoken like somebody truly over the age of 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, um, we're just all idiots. Like, no one in esports knows what we're doing. None of us are real industry professionals. Like, you put us up against Hollywood, like, they'll just laugh at us. Like, so just, like, relax and, like, have fun with the brand and, like, have fun with your community and just, like, you'll win. So just, like, realize where you stand, man. Like, we're not crazy, cracked industry professionals. We're just a bunch of people, young kids, trying to figure it out and get our foot in the door. I don't know about that because I would say that the B-roll footage that you guys filmed for the ball pit stuff at at uh, SLC was definitely Oscar-worthy in my opinion. Well, that's um, that's Loose Films who films that for 343 is the team that they bring out, the production team. And what was cool about that is they usually just fly into an event and they have to set up that day and shoot, right? So they're just kind of limited to how much they can get done in a day. And, but where we're like, hey, we're hosting, like we can get down to the hotel a day or two early and set a set up. Like, let's just go nuts and do something creative. So yeah, they were finally given that opportunity to kind of flex and we were allowed to kind of help carry their vision out. But yeah, a lot of that was loose films and just like us kind of putting our touch on it. So, but well, yeah, it's still like top to bottom. We had our hands on every little part of the event, which is what I'm really proud of the team for doing. Well, it was phenomenal. Um, and then let's see here. What, in your opinion, does it take to ensure that an esports organization is successful? Um, I think you need to gain, well, I guess I can just kind of talk for us. I think we've done a really good job gaining validity in the space. Like we kind of have the respect of the scenes that we're in and even the scenes that we've left like we've left a good taste and like haven't burned many bridges in the space so there's definitely like you have to have your core esports side of it like the die hard that's what you are you're an esports brand but i think what we're learning as we grow is like we also have to learn to stay true to that audience but for us to be successful like we're not optic we're not 100 thieves we're not able to be the cool brand and i don't think we could be like that's just not us it's not ever gonna work for a dad of four you know like i just can't come across that way like let's be realistic so um we have to figure out kind of now how to grow on the general gaming side of things and grow on youtube where it's like we're able to put out videos that aren't alienating our core audience but can also captivate a general gaming audience as well so that's something we've never really stepped into until upcoming we've documented the event or at least tried to document it to try and launch that more long form series stuff and really give it a solid at bat um but yeah that's i think that's kind of the next foray is like orgs need to figure out how to stay relevant and cool and then i guess that second part for us is like what is that driving revenue factor that like pays the bills you know and i think for us because of our attachment to sean and his success in youtube like the biggest no-brainers like oh duh obviously like we have connections to two of the most popular youtube channels on the platform like why aren't we figuring out how to tie what they've done into what we're doing so that's like i think our next effort to to try and grow ssg very nice all right let's talk about merch for a second <laughs> this came from our watch party of the event yes this did Okay. Pookie, if you have the answer to this, uh, Space Station folks in the chat, if you guys have answers to this, we want an answer to this. 
when will SSG have footy pajamas and or other sleepwear in the store? Um, not on the radar right now, but is it definitely a good suggestion of something we'd want to do? And it's not out of our realm of <laughs> things we would do for sure. All right. We'll expect royalties in the mail. That's <laughs> what we're expecting right there, ladies and gentlemen. We should. We should do a little drop with you guys or something. That'd be cool. Oh, oh. shit. Oh, shit. That would be insane. Oh, man. A little Easter egg, like on our, our hoodie, our big hoodie one, like on the inside pockets, oh, the there's blanket. little Easter eggs and stuff. Yo, that's I, in them, yeah. so we should I, do a little hint to you guys on some drop in the future. That'd be sick. That'd be insane. I, oh I got the uh, the first blanket hoodie at Raleigh, and then at Kansas City, I was at the booth again, and someone's like, did you find the Easter egg in the pocket? And I'm like, what? Went home, checked it out, and I was thinking like there was going to be some sort of like gaming Easter egg. No, it's a literal <laughs> Easter egg in the pocket with the Space Station logo on it. it was so, it's so awesome. It's got to be a little blunt sometimes. Yeah. Straight to oh it. <laughs> God. Yeah, and then you have the pizza on this one. Yep. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, again, best merch in the scene, by far. Uh. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about some Halo, Will? Uh, yeah, let's get into Halo. Let's do it up. <laughs> Space Station Gaming is one of the very first organizations included within the new partnership program that was introduced with the start of Halo Infinite Esports. So we have to ask, if we're able to answer, why enter the competitive Halo scene? I think um, we just knew that Halo had potential, like it was pitched to be around for 10 years they had sent out i'm pretty sure like how it works is like even they sent us a deck that was like hey if you want to like uh pitch yourself to be in the league like put your deck together and send it in so we went through that process and like we were one of 70 to 100 orgs that i'm sure sent in like here's our shark tank proposition for getting into your league um and i think we just all love halo and we knew whether or not the game is like huge and successful and really like growing like the core audience is there and we can resonate with enough people to still make a difference like the growth of the game is not 100 percent like necessity of like our success in the in the scene so we knew we could resonate and also what i freaking love about halo is they give us the opportunity to come to events and to show up and to engage with fans like you would not guess how hard it is to go to a rocket league event and sell merch at your booth like it just cannot happen they will not allow it and it's just like there's just deals with venues and other things that go on that like you just can't control so it's just like 343 is so awesome at like letting us show up and show out and like give back because like that's what esports is like it's like grassroots and just like events and getting together and getting rowdy so like let us like come hook up the community and give merch at super cheap costs and free stickers and whatever we want to do and 343 gives us the platform to do it where we don't get that love in other orgs and it's like it sucks dude because that is like that's us man like it sucks to like invest all this time into a different game have a dope team and like do what it takes to be a top team to earn a spot at a major and like you can't even go to an event and like show who you are as a brand like it just takes it out of you and you're like man, this game kind of like isn't as cool as it could be. It could be so much cooler. So I'll freaking love Halo for that. And like, I'll cherish it forever because they've given us opportunities that, that we haven't been able to get anywhere else. 
So you said that, well, first, let me say that's amazing. Uh, and shout out 343 and the HCS for allowing you guys to do that, because that that just means to me that there are hundreds, if not thousands of fans out there in other esports titles that you guys are a part of that never have the opportunity to see what you guys are able to do in an event because you're not even given that opportunity to do so. Like we, we joke, but we're being serious when we say that you guys have the best merch available. So like them not even being able to see that, like in person, feel it like, like feel it firsthand and realize that, Oh, this shit's fucking awesome. Like that, that sucks. So it's great to hear that you are, you guys are given that opportunity at least at these events in order to do so. Yeah. It's super sucky. Like, uh, not only do we not get that experience, but then like we also have to sell it at the same price that the venue wants to sell it at. And so double sucky, but like, it's funny at rocket league, like they came around and said, you can't hand out stickers because we don't want them around the venue. And we are just like, Ah, we don't care. We're going to hand these out all weekend. Whoever wants stickers, like, they're just getting them. Like, we just have to do something. And so the venue was super pissed, but then Rocket, like, Psionics came back and, like, gave us some knuckles under the table of, like, like we see the value that, like, you guys are bringing. So, like, I think we're slowly whittling away at, like, how it could be run and, like, you don't have to be so proper and set up and not everything has to be, like, you're psionics man you're not making money off the merch sales anyways like you got freaking Fortnite cash king over there like what do you care about the five bucks from our sweater like let's just put on the best event possible for the fans and just like take care of them so that's how we'll always approach it and then we'll just try and bulldoze our way through to to make that happen but it's a harder said than or easier said than done a lot of the time so you mentioned stickers i uh i fucking adore stickers like more than probably a normal person should enjoy stickers Does and the your daughter enjoy stickers. Oh, oh yeah. She, oh yeah. I don't, I don't even say it's my fault. I just think she just, I mean, who doesn't love a good sticker? So it's a full spectrum item, dude. It's a no brainer. It's a no <laughs> fucking brainer. The thing that I love that you guys do, uh, at least it feels like it. I don't know if I, I don't know if this is true, but it feels like every event you guys have a new one that comes in. So keep that shit up. Like keep bringing new fucking stickers because I love every single one of them. Love them. The, uh, the latest skateboard one was drawn by Lydia penguins, girlfriend. So it's super dope. Like shout out Lydia. Like, yeah. So dope. She like, it's just a homie. She's just, Hey, here's some art. And we're like, this is sick. Like let's make a thousand stickers just on the whim. And we did it, sent her a bunch. She was super hyped on it. So it's just like, I don't know. Just have fun. See, when they were, uh, when he was part of Cloud9, um, before obviously SSG, uh, Lydia did the same thing with his emotes. Like, she made emote stickers out of Penguin's emotes and had them at the Cloud9 booth. So, like, huge, huge fucking shout out to Lydia. She's amazing. Um, here's a follow up for the going into Halo. Well, actually, before I ask that one, I have this one, and this one might be a little deeper. Um, you guys are obviously in it now. You've been in it for a little while. You guys were obviously part of that first wave of partner teams. If Halo, how do I want to word this? Because obviously like success is gauged differently depending. So let me just put a blanket statement over this. If Halo wasn't as successful as it is right now, would you still want to be in the scene? Yes. I, I, We've been in weirder scenes than like we've had Tetris players, guys. Like we will support anything that we think is dope and like that we think is just fun and like cool to be behind. And like Halo definitely will always fit that realm for us. Um, 
we've ridden with teams through the darkest of darks of like no win seasons and other teams before of like we've been in some lows and like have always stuck by it and like I don't know it's just like yeah we'll always be like win or lose like um, until it doesn't make like financial sense and it's just like a loss financially like obviously that's where you have to cut the line but like still doing plenty good like so we're here till it just doesn't make sense anymore but like that's dependent on the scene and not like our personality like we're definitely ride or die until it just yeah financially doesn't make sense so still but that's not that's not a worry at all i'm just saying like that's what it would take for us to leave so so still doing pretty good is what you said yeah like for us I, i mean we're not the burn rate of every org right like we don't have as many employees and pay the creators that other orgs have to pay. So like what Halo provides us and what we're doing is it's a win-win for everyone at the moment for sure. So awesome. Thank you for that yeah. information. What was, uh, here's a, here's my actual follow-up that I had in a Reddit AMA from May 1st, 2020 CEO Mertz asked, uh, if you had the sole power to sign up for SSG for any esport, what game would it be? And you answered, and I quote, personally, for no other reasons than my childhood, I wish Halo was popping and we had a top team. Well, now you are in Halo and have a top team in the game. So thinking back on that moment from three years ago, how does it feel, especially after winning the home event at the SLC Global Invitational? Um, it's awesome. Like Halo, um, like kind of formed my high school years. Like it was every weekend, it was me and my buddy Ryan and my buddy Brock would be setting up lands at our house and people were in the hallways because I didn't have enough outlets in my room to plug in the TVs and the Xboxes and get it all plugged up. And so my dad would come home pissed and be like, this this isn't a party, like clean up, like what's going on here? <laughs> and just like, that was my life and would play till two in the morning, wake up, go to high school and do it again. Um, and so just to have something that was so formative of like me growing up and influenced kind of how I who I am and then to just like kind of I don't know like just small town Utah kid like I just came from nowhere and just kind of like we all made it happen so just to realize your dreams and it's like it's hard but if you won an insane amount of dumb luck has to happen at first we talked about that (laughs) but it's just capitalize on your opportunities that you get and those opportunities are definitely going to scale from person to person. Maybe I got blessed with having a 10 out of 10 opportunity, but we still worked hard to make it happen where you might only get blessed with a three or a four out of 10, but like you can still make something of it. Like that's what you can control. So yeah, it feels super dope knowing that like made it happen, man. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Like Juan said, you guys fully, you guys came full, full circle on that. Well, at least you, yeah. you came full circle on that moment yeah. for what yeah, I want this to happen. We have a top team. We're in the fucking game. We did it. We want a tournament. We want our home thing. It's great. Uh, it's sick. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fucking incredible. I also love playing on championship Sunday is so much better than being out Thursday afternoon. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> Um, what I was going to say is I love how a lot of people who get into Halo, that's there, there's that like common theme of someone showed them Halo early on or like those land parties. Cause my, that was my first experience. I didn't know what Halo was. I was at a friend's birthday party and like everyone brought TVs and consoles I'd never seen before. And all of a sudden I'm playing Halo two, get my, my ass kicked. Cause I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, just, I love that, that common theme among people getting into Halo. Yep. Just lobbies of stuff that shouldn't be said and <laughs> Fun times with your friends. All oh, those days, yeah. <laughs> Xbox Two lobbies were crazy, or Halo Two lobbies. <laughs> yeah. Um, completely off topic. You think you could have gone pro? Not a chance. Damn. No, 
we we scrimmed our pro team like a couple of weeks ago just for fun. It was like oh and eleven, one and fourteen. Like the 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 difference of even just like I'm pretty garbage. Like I'm a platinum player, but we had a couple other office guys and Nick on our team who are all Onyx ranked. Like, but we're still getting shut out like fifty to ten. Like we were trying to get fifteen kills and that was going to be a win for us. Like. The difference from just us being good to this pro level and that synergy and communication that they like it's just suffocating playing against those guys there was no survival like it wasn't fun like i didn't want to play halo anymore after like just <laughs> 40 like you think 40 minutes with pro would be like the time of your life but it's it's not fun like it's it's just kind of boring and like you can't do anything um so no there's no chance like any of us could ever well i don't know about you guys but <laughs> yeah i don't think no, I'm, it's, I'm it's a different level man it really all. is I'd be the exact same fucking boat. Like bound would just be just fucking curb sliding the entire time. Be like, I don't know what to hit. So I'm, I'm done. I'll just set the controller down. Let him just take me out. Um, what was your role specifically at the global invitational? Um, my role, I think the most I probably helped out with is the content that would play during the event. Um, like the ad breaks and the skits and just kind of ideation and prep and planning for all that stuff. Um, but other than that, um, I'm in a lot of like general meetings throughout projects of like, what, like, should we do this neon Batman kind of aesthetic throughout the space or should we do this other theme or whatever? Like I'm in those conversations early on and trying to help guide those directions. And what I think is dope because like, if you walked into that underground with nothing up, it was like, this place is a piece of shit, dude. Like, <laughs> this looks terrible. So it's like, we definitely had to be, like, smart and selective with the themes and aesthetic and, like, just kind of how we wanted to play off it. Like, we had to take that into consideration. But, yeah, it was good. That, that's kind of the role. Just kind of make sure that the, we're able to pull off what we're able to pull off. I think I have a good pulse on, like, how far we can go. And so I just try to stay within that realm, but stay within that, that lane that we talked about earlier. For SLC, you guys had the, I forget, the, 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 the underground and then the depot. Where did the idea conceptualize of having like that free area to go to versus, you know, every other event has been paid to entry? I think that kind of came with a little bit of dumb luck. Um, <laughs> so we had looked at like other event spaces, one like the Maverick Center, which is like a big hockey arena that like a rocket league event would be held in like at worlds that was just over the weekend it was like we can't fill this out and it's just gonna feel empty and bare but if we had done it there like all of that stuff would have been in the arena and so it would have all been a paid entry thing we landed on the depot because we felt like no matter what we can give four to five hundred people a really good experience and a good time at the show and then um on top of that we need to make sure not only are we showing up for Halo, but like this is Utah's first esports event, and uh, we need to prove to Utah that it's worth investing the money in the infrastructure to build a venue or whatever this is to to, to give tax breaks is to three four three to host events here or however you want to do it. Like that's why there's so much stuff in Raleigh is they whatever it is they figured out that connection um, of esports and and getting events there, and so we had to show that it's just worth investing and look at the community that loves it and how much hype it can bring. And so, yeah, it was a no brainer to make that free for the fans to come through and experience it and, and have that opportunity just to grow the halo community and show off what SSG can pull off. It was definitely a bigger picture at mine than just halo. 
Yeah, we um, we heard stories personally of people who brought friends to the event that weren't into Halo, and after being there, wanted to go home, install the game, and play in it, and just love that aspect of being able to grow the community as well as kind of serve the community. No, for sure. Yeah, all that's definitely taken like into consideration. Like, we need to make as much of this free to the community now that we have like the space that will allow us to do it. So, and like what. What are we going to win by, like, our venue's only 500 tickets anyways. Like, what are we going to do, fill up that huge space with 500 people? When there's a game going on, it's going to be empty and boring. Like, we need people there anyway, so we had to make sure that there was always traffic and excitement and stuff going on, so. Yeah. So, I uh, major props for, for doing that. It's appreciated. No, thank you. <laughs> um, again, you'd think everyone would, but maybe it's harder than it's. <laughs> It's just another reason why we knew that that event was going to be something special when it was announced that that second area was going to be absolutely free to anybody and everybody that wanted to go like that. Again, you say like more people should be doing this. It should be easy. It's some, it you're right. Um, I just, it's something that we can't, I can't believe like we've never seen it before. We've never seen something like that before. And it was amazing. No, I, we appreciate it so much. Um, just to like, I don't want to sound like I'm just like shitting on everyone, but no, like, no. it's super dope for me and you because like, that's dope for an org to have, like that's their business model, right? It's just like try to give back. Like doesn't mean what other orgs are doing is failing or like isn't a path to profitability. It's just like, we kind of know where we stand and like what will be the path of least resistance. We're like, yeah, dude, other orgs can do other stuff and they're always going to have way cooler cinematics or like 3d renders or like just stuff that like our little in-house teams can't like produce at the same rate they do but like pick our battles man we're gonna win with the community we're gonna win with merch and like we'll just win where we know it's not hard it's not complicated work it's just like hard Ah, that sounds bad working with the community isn't hard but it's like you know like it's uh it's something that like a lot of orgs, it's just like you have to have the care and the patience to work with people and, and care about people. It's not hard, but it is like it's extra steps, but it's worth it because we know that's what it's going to take for us to win and to, to do things that other orgs aren't doing. So, I think the thing that hits at home for me personally is when um, you guys talk about communication, it's something that I said that overall I feel has been lacking in the scene. Um, and it's something that, like I said, I want to praise it when it happens, but I got to call it out when it doesn't happen. And the thing that I appreciate, and this is going to sound like I'm shilling for space station, or I'm just gushing about you guys when it's not, that's not the case. I want to give praise where praise is due. The thing that I appreciate probably more than anything is how communicative you guys are. And what I mean by that is there, when you guys announced the space, when the, when you guys announced the straight ripping hoodie, right? Um, Immediately questions were, is this going to be available online? Pookie, what's your answer to that right now? Available online after the event as a pre-order for those that want it. They can't get it at Fort Worth. So the thing that I love the most and the thing that I want to praise the most is that if ever somebody has a question, at least what it feels like to me is whenever somebody has a question and they reach out, somebody will respond. And if they're not able to provide a concrete answer, they'll at least try to help out in a way that they can. Again, I'm just strictly speaking from this scene and us being in here for a while, it's 
I cannot thank you guys enough for doing something like that because on in my mind, it should be fucking easy to do, but I don't see a lot of people doing it. And it really feels great to know that during one of our shows, if somebody asks a question about something you guys are doing, whatever it may be, my literal response is go ask them because more often than not, you're going to get a response back from them directly. And that's fucking huge. So thank you again. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just important to us. We uh, will never take for granted each opportunity we get. Like uh, a DM is a fan for life, right? Like if you get that message back, like you feel special and you feel like someone took the time from this org that like think of the brands you grew up admiring as a kid. Like how awesome would it be to get like a message from them? Like you can make kids like their day, you know? So what is it? 20 seconds of my life. Like, who am I? Like, I'm not that important. So whatever, like <laughs> I'll get on Twitter and DM people. Like it's not that big of a deal, but you have to have that approach and like just that kind of mindset, I guess. And we have that with everything we do. So it's not like a big jump to take that to Twitter and whatever else where those conversations might happen. So, um, but no, I appreciate it. It really is a conscious effort and like something we strive and it, it means a lot to hear that feedback that like, Francis isn't over there just playing on Twitch all day. So thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of feedback, two more things I wanted to say. One was keep the communication up, please. Like, please don't stop that. Not that you guys ever will, but please don't stop that. And my second piece of feedback is and how wonderful the, the video content that you guys did for SLC, like during the breaks, during the ad breaks and all that stuff. That, again... It's going to sound stupid, but it was such a breath of fresh air. I mean, you guys did it at your showdown event as well, or I should say snowdown because I think that's what it actually was. Um, my apologies. It's when you guys did that, I'm like this. I can't believe I have to say this, but this should be like the norm going forward. And I know that there's a lot of things uh, like working parts between that to make things happen, but just from a spectator standpoint at home, the last thing I want to do is watch a be right back screen. You know, it's my least favorite fucking thing because it's going to take me out of the experience. It's going to make me want to tune into a different stream entirely. It's going to make me want to go do something else. And then maybe I don't get back in time to watch an amazing series take place. But with what you guys did at not only the previous event, but at SLC as well, like it was super fun. It was funny. Uh, some of it was actually informative as well. Like hearing what players favorite maps are and all the, like the jokes behind that, the hungry, hungry hippo shit, the fuck, the, the ball pit, anything and everything that had to do with all the skits that you guys did. It just, it broke up the monotony and it made things a little more lighthearted. It made me want to tune in more. It made me want to stay engaged. So my other piece of feedback is if you guys are given the opportunity to do another event, which I fucking hope you guys are that, you keep that up as well. We will try. <laughs> it's uh, um, it was definitely like our like that. I think our first event, like the snowdown, was like that's going to be our key to success. Like it's online, we got to entertain everyone. Um, so we're so hyped we pull it off. And they're like, well, crap. Now we've kind of set the bar. Now we got to run it back for SLC. So it's dope that the fans really like that. Like that was kind of one of the internal battles. Was like we're putting so much into just the event. Like should we throttle back on? the content during the the broadcast just because we don't have the man hours to do it we're like no like this is like what made snowdown so special was this stuff so great to hear that feedback um yeah and it's just like 
having lived through this, um, I think we're able to pull it off because um, we just have that big umbrella of companies around us. Like we have, we're able to pull on so many other people and get so much extra help. Like just looking at what it takes to just to get live with the broadcast and the assets you need of the overlays and stuff. Like that's what a hundred percent takes up uh, someone else, some other org's time to prep an event. Like that's so much work just in itself. But we're able to kind of dish that out in-house to these other companies that can really lift and support um, the companies at the space station. And so then we're able to double down on those content efforts like that. So um, yeah, just super grateful that like, um, we've just always had that vision of community first and doing what's best for the community. And so we've structured our businesses to like help us grow in that way. Um, to support and, and maintain that effort. So it's really cool when we can rally all together and do something that's way outside of our realm to pull off, but we can come together as a collective and do it. Man, Space Station Gaming, really, you know, they're really gamers first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> were the pros as competitive at Hungry Hungry Hippos as, like, they would be in-game? Um, I was not at that media day, but knowing these pros, yeah, they, they just... It's who they are. It's like it's just part of their DNA when, whenever they're playing. But they're also all just super dope people when the cameras are off and the game is off. And then you can just relate to most of them. Um, and they're just cool people. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're super just whenever there's a competition to be won. Like we play Overcooked with the pros and they get pretty heated. So it's fun. <laughs> does, uh, does Eco look as young as he does on the broadcast? Um, yeah, he looks pretty young. I'm only a couple of years older than him, but... I got struggles up there. So. <laughs> he's like eight years younger than me in looks and a couple of years in real life. <laughs> he looks like he's fucking like 12 to 14 years old. Like, he, yeah, he, he, he looks, looks like so he young. does not age in this fucking seat. It's insane. He's got a good life ahead of him. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, bringing things back on the rails here for a second. Uh, All in Juan asks, what's something that took place behind the scenes that you're proud of? This can be SLC related or just SSG in general. Um, one thing that was kind of unexpected was we thought, um, some people were going to be able to come out for content to film some skits that we had planned to kick off the event and they weren't able to make it. So in like 24 hours, we had to rally a, a new idea. So the team came together, came up with that fake trophy idea where Sean smashed it on the stage and we were running around Salt Lake going to all the walmart your parents tell you don't go as a kid like sketchy areas in the city and like trying to find this statue to make it like one in the morning um funny actually i was behind um our booth gluing it together and tashi walked by and he's like hey what are you doing over there and i was it was literally a plastic paint cup a pringles can and like the master chief <laughs> xbox holder like that was the trophy and we just spray painted it gold and oh I was so God. embarrassed when he walked by that he saw me making it that I didn't include that it was for the main stage presentation because I thought he would just like veto it on the spot. Like, no, that is not going on our stage. Like, are you kidding me? And so, um, I don't know. I think we're just kind of able to rally and be in the moment and like make the most out of like a situation where other teams might not be able to capitalize and, and pivot like that. Just so super proud. And that happens. That's just like my experience. I'm sure that happened with every kind of department throughout the event through the entire thing so they could all give you a story but just cool to see people that are like competent and figure stuff out and you don't have to like tie their shoes for them it's exciting <laughs> um 
so Juan's been trying to shoot his shot for a while. So Juan, I'm going to try to shoot your shot for you right here and now, because I know you asked this jokingly, but I'm going to fucking ask it right here and now. Uh, Juan asks, are you looking for a video shorts or content creator? Just kidding. Unless. <laughs> Unless. Um, 100% the real answer is that is something we are working or like looking for. Um, feel free. Yeah, let, like let's get in contact in the DM after. Um, the one thing we are kind of finding like as a company and as we recover from COVID is just like so much of our culture is in-house and like what goes on at the office and things that happen that like being in Utah really, I think, helps you have a fighting chance at SSG or just like the space station in general being 100% transparent. Um, but those are all conversations we can have behind closed doors. But yeah, like let's get in contact and like see if there's anything, anything there. There you go, Juan. We're, You're welcome. We're shipping our editor off to... No! He, you can't have him for... Like, he, we, we still need him for a little bit, okay? God damn it. He says BRB moving to Utah. All right, there you go. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay. Will, is there anything you wanted to ask before we get into just some general questions and community questions? No, go for it. All right. From Shot Aces... What is SSG plan? What is SSG's plan with the underground? Can we expect to see smaller grassroots type esports events there in the future? Um, the underground was just a storefront space that was open at the gateway. Just it's kind of a, a old rundown mall. Like I said, it's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> so that's just storefront that they haven't been able to rent out. So we were able to just take it for a week and, and deck it out. Um, through that experience, though, and we've done like a local Street Fighter tournament in our back warehouse. I think growing these events and whatever game they may be or halo or just like local stuff um there is an effort to grow that scene here in utah and kind of take over and make um that effort just double down on it um so i'm sure naturally that mixed with airlock kind of like our in-house production team like we're gonna get more like i would love like a beyond the summit halo kind of thing where it's just like the pros at a house chilling over the weekend but it's super competitive and bragging rights like stuff like that is what we dream of and like what we want to pull off we just we just got to figure it out and we'll get there someday we just gotta do it i, do I it. would i would cry if that if that happened like yeah it would be unfucking believable back just bring it back to the old mlg days like that'd be oh my god that'd be amazing um that was a, a big inspiration for the depot was like we want this mlg vibe Remember to muted that time. You did. Um, <laughs> like dream scenario for me would have been Sunday. Like we had to clear chairs out and it was a little crowdy and uncomfortable for everyone through championship Sunday. Like that would have been chef's kiss for me on that event. But like, that's kind of stuff we want and the vibes that we want to pull off. And like, I think halo would be so fun if that's what every event was. It's just this rock and roll concert where it's a little rowdy and uncomfortable and you just kind of, kind of come and expect it. But there's rules and regulations that will probably prevent that from ever happening, but like we're going to push to get there. So awesome. Um, from Jonah. Now I don't know the context around this, but I assume that you do the great shoulder missing story. Oh yeah. Um, Jonah is the guy who built our Spartan suit, our black and gold one that we wear around now. Both um, of them or just the one, uh, the second one, the okay. original one we ordered from some site that took like, I don't know. It was like a year to get here. We ordered it forever and took forever. <laughs> All right. Um, but he built that one, which is way dope because it's like cosplay and actually comfortable and like you can move around in it. Um, but when they went on the stage to throw the the shirts before the grand finals or 
the first match on uh, Sunday, um, I think Chief's shoulder fell off and he was freaking out because he couldn't find it. And like oh, shit. somehow someone had just put it in my backpack and like I knew it was in there. So I just wasn't stressing. I was like, oh, I'll just meet this guy later in the day. But I ran into him like four hours later and he'd just been stressing the whole time. Like, I got to go home and remake the shoulder. Like I told him I'd repair the suit for life. Like he was probably super pissed off and frustrated. And I was like, oh, that shoulder? Like, oh, it's literally just like right here in my backpack. I just pulled it out and handed it to him. So you <laughs> joked, you joked in DMs earlier about being a piece of shit. Well, I think that just proved right there that <laughs> dude was panicking. Well, I didn't know he was li- like, I'm not like, I don't know he's looking around for it. Like yeah, I'm yeah. working and shooting the event. Like I'm not just trolling him. <laughs> oh my God. Um, from elated dartboard, he's uh, going back on like the esports organization side of things. And, uh, if you're able to talk about it, financials, what are your thoughts on the current financial landscape for esports organizations? Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I can say, so I'll just say whatever I want. <laughs> so, Fuck yeah, dude, get it. I, I think, um, I think Epic does a good job of this where like creator codes give a really big percentage back to the creators for buying their skins or whatever, like almost a hundred percent maybe. So I think it's either got to be like, you got to give orgs the incentive to push for skins, like a bigger chunk where then it makes they can actually make profit and run an org off of like selling their skins, just how like a clothing store would sell their sweatshirt. Like the org needs to sell their sweatshirt to survive, you know, or you need to, like we talked about earlier, like we're kind of taking that stab into long form and YouTube, like what's that other revenue stream. But I don't think it can just be relying on the popularity of esports and just like hoping you get a skin in a game or like you don't like the org doesn't take a big cut of, prize pool if any like that's not going to be the take home like there's got to be some other path to profitability um you got to figure out or as we've seen a hundred times an org will come in with a couple million bucks and fizzle out in a few years and there's a really awkward last couple months of whatever that that is so um yeah you gotta you just gotta figure it out but currently i don't think like the games we're in at least aren't like crazy huge enough to to run everything that we're burning on this right now so which is fine like they shouldn't have to carry the entire weight of a business right like there's got to be other ways to to make money so all right speaking of uh skins in the game how much of an impact do you think this is also from dart how much of an impact do you think esports uh shared revenue programs with developers that split the income of in-game skins have on an organization um I think orgs think they're going to have a lot bigger impact than they really do. Um, but like, I'm not saying that they have a small impact at all. They definitely can like keep the lights on and, and keep things running. Um, I think a lot of it though is more on the structure versus the popularity of the game. How much is the developer willing to help support the org for supporting their pros and paying like salaries to their players that play their game. So it's gotta be a win-win for everyone. I think esports sometimes isn't even a high priority for some of the developers at like the big scale. I know that's like with apex was our big beef was like, they make so much money regardless of what their esports program does. Like it was hard to get support in that scene. Um, so yeah, it can make a difference for sure. Yeah we left apex cause we couldn't get the support we wanted and we're in halo because we can get the support we need. So it makes a huge difference. Okay. I don't know if you're able to delve into this, but since you've been talking about it, 
kind of feel like I need to ask because there's a lot of questions surrounding it. Like I see it on Reddit all the time. You talk about developers of the games being willing to contribute as well. Now I'll fuck it. I'll just straight up ask it. Do does three, four, three assist in some way of paying the player's salaries or is that all out of SSG? I think it is all out of SSG, but again, 343 goes out of their way to provide orgs opportunities to make some money back in the community. We just happen to be the best at capitalizing on that, I believe. Um, But every org has a chance to be SSG in the space. It's just, do they have the means to do it and do they want to do it? So usually it's no on both. A lot of orgs do want to do it. I think it's just smaller orgs just it's just it's hard it's not easy to to pull that stuff off um there's a lot of work and effort but i think we're just kind of at that perfect little bubble where we love halo and we're able to pull these things off so it's this cool little win-win for us in the communities hell yeah and then from zarners talking about you and the like video production side of things do you have any plans on doing more docuseries type content like like we saw last year um, or perhaps shorter form and hopefully easier produced content similar to like the legacy of Elamite video that focuses on the players. Yeah. Um, trying to crank into long form this year and whether that's like office culture stuff and like how it, we run SSG and kind of opening those doors or if that's tying like, uh, like nobody cares who I am, right? Like I'm not going to get views on YouTube. Like we do. can't be SSG. We, we care about you. Whatever. Yeah. Like, so we have to be like smart and, how we work with the Halo community. And like, so like, yeah, there'll be those stories involved in those videos, I'm sure, or like a little bit deeper look um, at a general gaming side. And then like the core esports side, I think there'll always be an effort to document the teams and have a more serious look at the process of being a professional gamer. So hopefully a little bit of, on both in the coming year from SSG. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, and then, Space Station did say that you guys do have a dock coming out for Salt Lake, so that would be pretty fucking cool. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, the uh, man, that optic match was so sick. <laughs> oh, the reverse uh, sweep? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yes. The reverse sweep was just like crying, dude. Everyone was so hyped and excited. And like employees were chirping back with optic fans and like popping off. Like it's just so much passion and love went into it. It was so cool to see the optic like so many fans there too. Like I was like, I was a little nervous first time I heard them chanting green walls. Like, Oh man, I don't know if we can drown these guys out because we hadn't popped off yet. And then we came back, but like they travel well, dude. That's like, that's so sick that optic has a fan base that can like travel to a different event and show up for them. Like, man, I hope we can be that level in 20 years and then still doing the kind of stuff we're still doing. That'd be sick. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to sound like an asshole because I forgot who asked it, but somebody did ask, how many times did you cry? I think I cried, um, probably every day that week, to be honest, (laughs) I get super emotional and it's really easy for me to like take a step back and like take a moment in when I just like see something cool happening. Um, I don't know why that is. I think having triplets really rocked my life for a little bit (laughs) so I can appreciate a little more. Um, but yeah, I cried uh, after finals two or three times, I think, just kind of soaking it in. I think I even cried at the after party at the bar, just kind of like seeing the whole community there. I was like, this is all because of Smite. Like, how stupid is that? Like, this like kind of like <laughs> came from Smite somehow. It just like 
had this like moment of clarity. It was cool. But yeah, I like uh, I, I'll cry in like any shoot that we do, like uh, interviews and stuff behind the scenes, and it's just like all that stuff always gets taken out because it's just so stupid. But whatever. <laughs> so, like you said, it's all because of dumb luck, smite, and having a famous friend as a YouTuber. That's basically how yeah, we got man. here. Like I said, like I'm not unaware that I got super lucky and like blessed with a crazy opportunity and I'll never take that for granted. Um, but like, I'm just super proud because at the same time I am like that idiot that got blessed and like still had to make it happen. Like, so it's cool. Like I'm just happy of what we've built and like win or lose, like I've got like a pretty crazy resume and I'll move on to the next thing. But like for at least six years, I got to build a dope company with my friends. And like, that's a story that like I'll carry to the grave. So super sick well you better not fucking leave so i don't I, care I'm what i'm not planning on okay, it. i don't care what fucking opportunity comes your way you better not fucking all leave. of my eggs are in this basket i'm ride or die till this thing either sells or i'm the bottom of the ocean jesus christ um <laughs> so real quick i just want to say to everybody that has joined the chat excuse me um again thank you all for the follows and the subs and the bits i will get to them at the very end but while we have Pookie here, and before we get into the rapid fire questions, I do want to give chat an opportunity um, to ask a question if they have them. Um, so feel free to add them to the chat. I will have chat open and be paying attention to that as we go through. Um, and while, if people do ask questions while I'm waiting for those to come in, Pookie, again, before we get to rapid fire and all that, to you, even agreeing to like want to be on the show in the first place, like we. I've gushed about it earlier. I've gushed about you guys in the, like all the time, but seriously, it means so fucking much that you would want to take your time out of your day to come and talk to us about just shooting the shit about everything that we love in this scene. SSG is in general. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this. Absolute pleasure guys. Um, like you said earlier, like you could reach out to us and we'll respond. Like, it's just who we are. Like, we're just a bunch of genuine idiots, like, trying to make it work. Like, I love hopping on stuff. Like, to me, this feels like, this is like a crazy opportunity to me, like, to go on a podcast and talk about video games and esports and Halo and what I do for work. Like, who am I to have that opportunity? So, like, it's super appreciative. And, like, I just want to, I don't know. It's just fun. I, <laughs> like, I reached out to you, like, hoping I could, like, come on. Like, I just, like, thank you so much for getting me on. Like, I really do appreciate it. Well, don't thank us because the, the, the fuck no. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, no, thank Seriously, that means a lot coming from you as well because we, like, having you reach out and whatnot, it's like, oh, shit, he, he wants to be on the show? Oh, my God, that's fucking crazy. Okay, let's get this shit started. Um, and then also, with all the SSG folks in the chat as well, and to you, Pookie, again, I gushed about it on a previous show, but I want to say this again while you guys are all listening right here and now. You guys did put on the best Halo event that we've ever seen. And I don't say that lightly. I truly do not say that lightly. And like, I know that Halo has had some crazy ups and some crazy downs, especially in the competitive space. But to see the love and the passion that you guys put into SLC and it wasn't even a major, like you guys absolutely fucking knocked it out of the park and all pun intended, you you knocked it out of this world. You, It was unbelievable from start to fucking finish. It, it's great that the game was awesome, and it's great that the games that we saw were amazing. 
but it was the love and the passion and the respect that you guys all put into it that made it actually what it was. So from Sean putting out that tweet originally asking for feedback before the event actually happened to all the videos in the short form and the, in the skits that you guys did for the breaks and the ad breaks and all that stuff to having the free setup for anybody and everybody to go and just experience other streams, other games, the merch, whatever it was, you guys are fucking incredible. You guys deserve all the praise in the world. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, no, it really means a lot. That's all we wanted to do was just put on the best show that we could. So I'm just, it feels so good to have such positive feedback from the community and have everyone enjoy it. Cause it's like, after one of those, you're like, man, I don't know if I ever want to do that again. <laughs> that was a lot of work, but like that payoff is what we do it for. And so it's like, yes, sign me up. If this is what my work is, dude, I'll do this for the rest of my life. Like it does not go unappreciated from hearing the feedback from you guys. It really is such a cool experience for us. And it's just like what we do it for. So it's awesome. Well, you guys are fucking awesome. Um, the space station account asks, uh, when are you going to get out of platinum? Probably never, to be honest. I thought I would. And Francis, the little turd behind that, he's my son. He was like my prodigy that we brought into the company. Um, he always trolls me cause I'm just not, I'm not good at gaming <laughs> dude. And I can't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll probably never get out unless they like get me into a four, four stack and carry me for a couple nights. I mean, hey, just hit up, hit up the team and be like, hey guys, I, I know you guys shit on me when we play for funsies, but can you like just carry me through matchmaking real I quick? Should. That'd be great. I did give my, I did account boost in Halo Three. I gave my account to some complete stranger you on the internet, and bitch. I got it back with a big shiny fifty on my team doubles ranking, dude. It's sick. Guys, get him out of here, this oh. fucking loser. Oh, my God. Did you pay him in Microsoft points, too? I don't remember, probably. How, how else was I going to pay him? I was like 13 years old. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Remedy Boots asks, will you guys be at the Europa Halo Land event in Blackpool? And if so, would you be bringing merch? The Europe Halo event? The Europa Halo event. It's a grassroots land that they just recently announced because they're, because the, the Arlington land was supposed to be a, an EU official land. That didn't take place. So Europa Halo, the grassroots organization, is going to be doing a land themselves in Europe. Um, I do not think there's any current plans of us being there. That A lot of that, again, is like I'm just not in a lot of those conversations of ops and stuff so I don't, i'm not sure what's been discussed there as of right now i don't think it's on the docket um we can have a conversation though of what it does look like to support i doubt there would be a booth but maybe it's ship merch there and someone can sling it for us and take part of the cut i don't know there's there's some way it's just like is it too late and does it make sense with fort worth worlds coming up um rainbow six starting up soon like yeah there's just a bunch to weigh but currently i would say that no i don't think there is a plan for the Europa event. Ubernick says he can do it. So there you go. All right. I trust Ubernick. He does all our giveaways at events anyway. There you go. Perfect. Bada bing, bada boom. Look at that. Um, okay. So we talked about footy pajamas. We talked about other sleepwear. Things in chat I've seen. Um, car vinyls. Like car vinyl decals. Uh, phone cases and pillows. Those would be very cool. <laughs> okay. 
get on it and we'll expect royalties in the mail. Like I said earlier. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our vinyls would be wild. That'd be sick. That would be fucking sick. And I would put one I'm, on my fucking car. I've offered my minivan as a advertisement spot if they'll pay for the lease, but the space station hasn't bit yet on, on that proposal. <laughs> is, I, I, I forgot to ask this earlier. Is it actually great having a minivan? I've always wanted a minivan. It's literally my dream come true. So like that one in 10,000 NRG of getting triplets <laughs> or RNG of getting triplets is like really paid off. It's so sick. I love my minivan, except when I have to bring it to work on a whim and there's just like goldfish and graham crackers everywhere and all my coworkers see it. And I'm like, guys, just close your eyes. It's fine. I doubt they care. Uh, and also I love how the, the excuse to get a minivan was that you had to have triplets. So that's, is that what you told your wife too? Is that like, yeah, I really want like, this. It was just the only vehicle that made sense to get them in and out. Like if it wasn't triplets, it was going to be an SUV. And I just always wanted minivan. So it's worked out in my favor that time. Hell yes. Um, Peanut Mud asks, what's your favorite SSG matchup to watch in the HCS right now? Um, I think I just love watching SSG versus Optic. Because it's like, to me, it's not even like players really. It's just like. SSG versus Optic, like we get to go against this historic and legendary brand that's like something every org hopes to to become one day. So it's like cool that we get to go toe to toe with them and like even compete with them at the scene level. And like admittedly, like, yeah, our event in my eyes is better than them. And we get to take that victory home and, and notch it on the scoreboard. But they also do stuff that's way out beyond our level and they've got wins on their scoreboard that we can't attain. So it goes both ways, but it's cool knowing that like I get to do that. Um, and then um, other than that, um, phase has been really cool. It's been really cool to see um, Native pop off with Collect. Like a lot of the guys that we've used to have on our rosters are still homies to this day. And it's just Halo's crazy, man. It's like these, these pros have all been together 20 years. There's like slinging deals left and right. They're like two, they're two trades ahead of us before we were even aware of what's going on. It's like... <laughs> And so it's like we we build these cool relationships with the players and just like they just kind of leave on a whim sometimes that we aren't ready for, but we still run into them. So it's cool to see them get other cracks and success and like players like Spartan, I really respect and like to see him succeeding recently is really cool to just win. Again, all of Halo needs to win. It's not just SSG. Like if we don't all win, it's not going to work. So it's cool to see other people win. We're, we're riding that Sentinels wave like real hard right now. Like I'm loving every second of it. When lethal's happy, it's a fun time. So we're, we're all having a good time. Um, okay. Ah, fuck me. I'm going to ask the question. Uh, so swole daddy in the chat asks hair for teeth or teeth for hair, hair for teeth or teeth for hair. Now think about this for a second. Pookie. We're Is it like, literally like really grisly teeth? Like I get to like gnaw on some stuff. No, we're literally saying everywhere that you currently have hair would be teeth. Everywhere that you currently have teeth would be hair. Um, I think I'm going to do hair in my mouth. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. No, that's, <laughs> Wherever that's I don't the have right the teeth choice. on my head, whatever the other one is. You want teeth on your head? <laughs> no, I want the flip. Yeah, that's so yeah, hair so in my you, mouth. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the right choice. There Isn't you go. that like a whale? Aren't whales? Don't whales have hair? Yes, they do. They're like, yes, but we don't live underwater. <laughs> so, I mean, but, yeah, but who has teeth on their ass? <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a much easier thing to deal with having, I, I assume, having 
uh, hair for teeth, but there you go. I agree. Oh my God. Yeah. Swole is messed up. He asked that every single fucking time. And if anybody (laughs) listens to this and and if uh, you've banned Swole daddy from your chat, uh, for asking that question, just know he, he, he's, he's being nice about it. Okay. It's just, it's all in fun. It's all in fun and jokes. Um, let me see here. Ashley says, uh, what was your favorite skit that was shown at the Snowdown or SLC and why any behind the scenes you can share of making the content? Um, I think my favorite skits are the, the first traffic reports we did. Um, the guy who voices them, his name's tall chicken around the office. And he's just like, he's a day one employee with me. Like we're just kind of idiots lost here now that just kind of plug and play wherever we can help out. And I just, whenever I need a good voiceover, I'll reach out to him and it's just, it's just like old buddies reuniting for the, the final reunion tour. So I just love getting to work with that guy. So those are my favorite. So it's just fun. And then, um, just behind the scenes is like, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to convince five guys to get on Halo and make some machinima skits for work. Like, <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Like, uh, some of these Zoomers do, they've just never had a hard day in their life. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, I'm just trolling them. But it is funny, like, yeah, it's just fun that, like, we have to, like, convince people to get on Halo to make machinima sometimes. Like, it's not hard to, like, remind them. It's just fun that that's uh our day-to-day sometimes to make some content and we get to, to hop on halo and browse the custom maps oh, oh the yeah. ace piss lemonade one was pretty good too <laughs> first from the oh snow my yep. god yep that yeah that might holy shit that was great it was it, was it came out of fucking nowhere too like that it just it just popped up and we're like whoa wait a fucking second what and oh man that was incredible incredible yeah um, tony and active those guys are dope like we oh just yeah pointed the camera at them for a day and they're like let's go make eight skits and we're like this is so sick so it's just <sighs> fun having people that love making content and are able to kind of relax and have fun with it fuck yes um let me see here so there is somebody that came into the chat and asked about uh I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna directly ask this question because it's it's frankly none of our business about how much did the SSG players get paid a month to play Halo, but instead I want to reword that question in a way where, um, do players have a set salary and then along with tournament winnings, or are you able to explain further how that works out? Um. Yeah. So I think I'm not a hundred percent sure with Halo, but. From what I know, most leagues will have your minimum salary that you have to pay. And then obviously, depending the value you bring to an org, whether that's purely competitive or like sometimes it is a little bit of content sided, like an org has to look into like what you bring beyond just how quick you can click on someone's head. Um, I don't think we deal with that with our Halo team. Luckily, like Halo's in a good spot where like we can just have a team that frags and we can get content from that and rely on like streamers like Nick to have the other content. Um, but yeah, usually it's like a base salary and then a big percent of the prize pool. I think it's like 90% or something like you don't take home much. So players take it a lot. That's their big payout to like why they grind and work so hard is like, I don't want that money. That shouldn't like, that shouldn't be how we win. Right? Like that's not fair. We should win because we have a dope brand that sponsors want to pay to attach their name to. And so we're going to do, whatever it takes to build that brand and 
we might suck at it some months and some months we might kill it, but that's the goal. Um, thank you for that answer. And I really don't want to sound like an asshole here, but we don't typically get to talk to folks linked to an organization so deeply. So I'm going to poke just ever so slightly further. Um, would you say that now let's just talk SLC specifically, right? Like, let's just talk about that area because that's where you guys are based out of. Um, would you say that your players make a livable wage based off the salary that they earn from SSG? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I would think all of our players could afford to live in SLC. I don't think they could afford to live in Los Angeles or some other places around the country, but, um, yeah. Top pros make more than I do, and I live where I live, so <laughs> they should be fine too. So, yeah, like it's definitely, I think we do a really good job at paying fair of whatever the, um, what would you call that, the scene determines or like whatever it's worth. Yep. Um, but obviously, like we're very, we've been able to get where we can get because we don't invest in scenes that we don't think there's a path to, to recoup the money. So, Unit and Battalion, Tucci, a lot of people know him as, are very good at just like knowing when to pull a trigger on what scenes. And like a lot of the scenes in the past might seem weird or Tetris or like whatever that is. No knock on that. It's just like not something you'd see a traditional esports team in. But like there's always been a pretty strategic reasoning why and in depth discussions of why we're pulling the trigger and what we're doing. Awesome. Again, thank you for that information and thank you for allowing me to poke a little further on that. Well, however deep you want to go and just, yeah, open book. Well, I'm obviously not going to ask about specific amounts because again, that's none <laughs> of our business. Um, uh, what would your dream HCS coding look like? I don't know. I think I, I like like a... Your tattoo guy asked this, by the way. Oh. Oh, blackout? Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. I, I kind of like simple, clean, flat colors with like minimal hits. Um, or I would want like a really cool, um, just like a colorway transition, color block or something. I don't know. <laughs> I flip flop so much. Just whatever I think looks cool, I think it looks cool. So <laughs> Tyler says the one we have coming. The one we have coming. That's the correct answer. That's the one. We are about to design, I think, our next skin coming up so we'll have to figure out a way to get a little bit of input from the community on it at least even if we can't show you guys the renders <laughs> i've been already been denied that quest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay we'll keep poking the prod until we maybe eventually get those which won't happen but whatever what are you gonna do um tyler, tyler brought up a lumberjack one i did i did happen to get my hands on the file from 343 and like trolled and made like a one that looked like a lumberjack with a flannel shirt on and a beanie and we wanted to submit it to them just to see what they would say but i got vetoed on that idea as well to troll 343 <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing just fuck with them the entire time uh, yeah um Riznek asks any thoughts on making more halo team hoodies like a final boss or a carbon or is that like um, is that out of your guys's control because of the ownership surrounding the other organizations or the other team names i guess you could say i mean i think just knowing how the culture is like we have to like stay cool with straight ripping and like maybe that's our loyalty now because we've already done this with them but like i think there's other ways to always kind of 
intermingle and figure out how to like connect with the old heads of Halo and the new generations coming up in a way that they're excited about. Um, so yeah, I'd imagine that like somewhere down the road we're 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 willing to work with anyone who wants to to do something dope. Like my job is to make whatever it is that you guys think is cool and like what you would react to. So like whatever that is, I'm down to have that conversation. Well, we already gave you multiple examples, so we just, we're just pajamas. expecting them to be make, be made now. Footy pajamas coming soon. Fuck yes! Let's get it! Oh my god. Um, Peanut asks, speaking of merch, what's your favorite piece of merch that SSG has put out? I don't know. Um, I think it kind of went under the radar, but our AR merch was pretty cool. We had merch that you could scan with your Instagram filter and it would like pop open a black hole on your chest and suck in like stars and planets and oats overnight bottles and stuff. So we've done some cool stuff where we've like collaborated but did a really shitty part on like my end of the deal of like promoting it and getting it out to the masses and like telling that story in a cool way. Um, so like stuff like that's really cool where we've been able to use the space station as a whole to, to package a merch launch together and work with multiple teams besides just like a graphics team and a video team. My God, that sounds that's fucking cool. rad. It was rad and I didn't do a good <laughs> job at selling them. <laughs> oh my but, God. Uh, yeah, learning experiences. We figured out. All right. Pookie, shall we uh, do some rapid fire questions here that never actually end up being rapid fire? Yeah, Josh will ask let's for explanations it. and talk. Yes. Let's, yeah, let's... it's my version of rapid fire, oh, Will. All right. Just not, it's not rapid so... in me asking the question, and then it's not rapid in how I follow that fucker up. It should be called the not so rapid. I'm slow fire. on my answers, too. It's okay. We're having fun. We're having fun. Uh, what's your favorite food? Sushi. That's such a white Utah answer. <laughs> Well, okay, here's somewhere it's not so rapid fire anymore. How is that a <laughs> white Utah answer? What are you right talking away. about? I don't know. It just feels like a classic, like a lot of uh, funny Utah cultures. Like a lot of people go on Mormon missions and then they come back and they become like door to door sales bros and stuff. That's, that's we troll them a lot. Like they'll go sell security systems or pest control during the summer. Okay. And it's just like a classic place where they'll all go eat, like as the team and stuff. So it's like everyone's favorite food. That's just a little in depth Utah culture, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite I got deep scars <laughs> oh my god what's your favorite movie uh hardball that's a it's a good movie uh what's your favorite musical artist or group um changes overall in my lifetime my chemical romance probably had the biggest effect on let's me. go baby yes Mine too. And I was going to ask you because you said in a reply to like one of your own tweets from a long time ago, like of your top favorite at the time when you were like high school or some shit. And my chem was top of the list. And you said, maybe that won't be the same now because it's just the shit that I listened to back then. And I was going to ask, thank fucking God. Okay. Now here's the real question. Here's the real question. Pookie. What's the best my chem album? Um, Growing up, my favorite was um, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, but I really think Black Parade. Fuck I, off. I, when I re-listen to it, it's really good, but it's also just so mainstream and like not who I th would want My Chemical Romance to become like as a diehard fan. So it's Three so, Cheers like, I love, then. Like, yeah, 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 like oh emotionally, yes, that's what I'm connected God! to. 
Yes! Holy shit, we're two for two, guys! Oh my god! Never! Yeah, I think we're gonna be good friends, man. Oh, <laughs> no one says three cheers. Everyone says Black Parade. Yes, it's a great concept album, but fuck off with that shit. Three cheers is easily the, their best album. It, it, this, no, this fucking spoiler, it's my favorite album of all time. But like... <laughs> I, uh, I showed up to work about two days before the event screaming I'm not okay as I pulled up into the parking lot before the Salt Lake event because we were all stressing and losing our minds, dude. <sighs> I fucking love you. I'm so happy that when, because when, when I read your tweet and I read your reply to it and I'm like, oh no, I don't think he likes my chem anymore. I'm a little scared to ask this question. And then when you, oh, I'm so fucking happy. Holy shit. I just go, I go through such weird waves of genres and artists. It's like, it's just, it's so over the map for me, but well, you said, yeah. you said you were uh, listening to, was it, was it Biggie and Pac? Like when you're giving your kids a bath or something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. I listened to Biggie all like a couple years through high school was like me and my homies would listen to him a lot. Hell yeah. And so then I'll just turn it on while I'm giving the girls a bath. So it's like, they're too young to know what it's saying anyways, but they're just like bobbing around in the tub, having a good time. It's just like, it's so dope that I can like, I don't know. I listened to James Taylor growing up from my parents. Like that's not cool. So, <laughs> so that like they're getting introduced to like artists that I at least think are cool is pretty dope. So that's amazing. Um, James Taylor's a good artist, but that's like that's the only genre my dad listened to. So it's okay. Uh, my dad only listened to classic rock, so he he was like he, he, Leonard Skinner was his shit for the longest time. But uh, I, I'm so happy. I'm so fucking happy that he said my chem will. I'm fucking <laughs> losing my mind right now. Um, this, this interview was already amazing, but the fact that that like you said that, I'm just like okay. I'm, I'm that's it. Um, favorite sport and team. Uh, favorite sport, baseball, favorite team, Utah Jazz. Okay. Just gotta love the Jazz, man. I freaking, I, well, I don't know. I guess I'm a Fairweather fan. <laughs> I haven't watched them the last year since they traded Donovan <laughs> and Rudy. It's okay. But, Is anybody uh, going to watch them now? When they're rolling, man, I love, I love watching the Jazz. It's so fun. Awesome. Uh, I have a feeling I know the answer to this question based off of what you said earlier, but, uh, favorite Halo game of all time? Halo 3, yeah, but... If, I think if an, it'll take over by the time it's the first run, but again, it's all just emotional connection for me. Halo 3 was a childhood, and this will just be like what hopefully we launch our career off of. So, yeah, it'll have different meanings, but it'll be cool. Hell yeah. Um, what's the – I already know the answer. What to about you guys? When did you just been day one Halo players whole life? I have. I, I came in at Halo 5. I was a PlayStation kid, never really played on an Xbox, and then – this guy got me into Halo esports, and I'm like, well, got to buy an Xbox now. Jumped into Halo 5, been running ever since. That's so sick. So, Will, <laughs> what is your favorite then? Uh, Infinite. And mine is three as well. So, mainly because it's nostalgia. Yeah, it's just so many good memories, man. Oh, <laughs> it's all the good memories. It's so crazy. It's like, man, we just got to make Halo cool, and the fan base is there, and it's going to be like, it could be a premier esport. Like, it's all there. We just, we'll figure it out. Like, it's gonna be sick. The next seven, eight years are gonna be crazy. I fucking hope yeah. so. Um, okay. Like I said, I think I already know the answer to this question, but I have to ask it anyway. And I'm glad you're not a pro player because hopefully your answer may be different. Uh, what's the worst Halo game of all time? Um, I, I'm the wrong guy to be asking. I like played Halo Three and then Infinite. I think what was it after was it ODST with like the main 
mode was like kind of like the zombie waves. I saw yeah. such a poser to the whole community. No, you're right fine. This is a bad luck for us. <laughs> no, fire, firefight. Yeah, ODST had firefight. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's my least favorite. But I've, really, I've only played those three titles, so that might be I might be pissing some people nope, off. No, <laughs> this is this works for me because everyone says Halo Four is the worst one, and uh, I respect that answer. It's just I know that I know that everybody says four, so it's I'm happy you didn't. That's that's why I'm glad I asked. Um, what's the- I got into a a deep wow couple years after Halo Three, and I didn't see Halo for a long time. <laughs> what's your um What's your favorite WoW expansion? Um, Wrath of the Lich King is where I like really got into it and had a lot of fun. That's what I hear a lot of people's are ours because I think uh, was it after Wrath? Was it Kata after Wrath? Or no? I think so. I don't know. Space Station account wouldn't know. <laughs> He's saying, a big I know that nerdy still plays. Yeah, it was Cataclysm. Yeah, the, I think that people were worried about like or it started to drop off after Wrath. So, um. What's the best place for food in Utah? Um, there is no good food in Utah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite place to get food in Utah? There's got to be something. Um, I have a little place I like. It's called Wendy's Teppanyaki. It's just like a, it's a cool little Japanese place where it's like, in, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, like you sit in the ground and the table's like at ground level. Oh, wow. It's like a little like. Cool little Japanese bar. We always get sushi and teriyaki chicken. It's really good. It's like uh, me and my wife go there for our special dates. So that's where we, that's a dope place to go. See that you say there's no good food in Utah. That, that sounds awesome. Like that sounds there's legitimately no like, there's awesome. There's no like, there's not a lot of authentic food, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that sounds as authentic as you can get in Utah at least. <laughs> I mean, some, I don't think- some places are good, but like, it's not like Texas or like other cities that we've traveled to. It's like every restaurant is a banger. It's like, even for us, it's hard to like find places that we like to go. Sure. Um, let's say we don't have a place like that in the Twin Cities. I don't think, do we? A place like no. with the inset tables and everything. No, like no, that? no. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite video game of all time? Smite. Yeah, I should have expected boring that answer. answer. Yeah, that was a rough one. No, it's <laughs> it's not a boring answer. Um, actually, speaking of Smite. Real quick here, there was someone who asked, I think from the space station side. Yes, the space station account asked, uh, "What's your favorite Smite God?" Um, Scylla, I would have to say. I don't know if that means anything to anyone. <laughs> I'm not going to act like I know what that is because I have literally no idea what that is. <laughs> Clearly, I should have done more research about Smite gods. No. Um, oh, good. All right, then, what's your least favorite video game of all time? Um, Halo Wars, I think, is the game I have had the least fun, like, trying to get into, to be honest. I, I'm not a real-time strategy guy. Like, I just can't comprehend it. And then to try and do that, oh, no, I think my camera just died. It might. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, Oh, now you went away. (laughs) Um, We'll keep running. Can you still hear me while I try and fix this? I can switch the camera, I think. Welcome to uh, our interview with Pookie, a.k.a. Camera's Dead. Hey, that's my bad. Let's see. <laughs> How dare you? We're supposed to be professional, goddammit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Am I back? I can't uh no, you're not back yet. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Um What was I answering? <laughs> <laughs> Your least favorite video game of all time and you said Halo Wars? Oh, Halo Wars, yeah. Trying to do an RTS on top of a controller was just it was too much for me. 
That's okay. I understand. I'm such a boomer. How would I... Video and voice and video. That's got to be it. I can't believe we paid to fly you out here. And this is how we're treated with your camera at your home dying. This is unbelievable. I don't know how it died. It's plugged into the computer. Oh, that's very strange. Jesus Christ. Uh, Are you ready for the next question? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I just feel bad that I can't figure out my video. That's fine. We'll just have chat flame you. It's all good. Um, Who's your favorite Halo player of all time? Um, Shook One is what my memory goes back wow. to, but Elamite is just super dope now, just because we are good friends. I mean, hey, two OGs can't go wrong. Yep, yep. Now I don't, I don't want to hear a cop out of oh our current team. What's your favorite Halo team of all time? Um. Probably like Elamite straight ripping days. Um, what was it? Elamite T squared. Um, legit. Legit. And uh, snipe oh down. There we go. Yeah. I, those are like when I was first getting into Halo and my buddies were all getting into the pro scene and I was like kind of figuring out who it was. And those were the guys on top at the moment. So it was cool to like, that's just always stuck with me. And now like elamite came into ssg to like initially work partnerships that's kind of weird right and now he's like i'm just the, the, the halo team so it's kind of funny another full circle moment it's fucking awesome is what it is and uh yeah that straight team was easily the best by far and uh made one of if not the best montages too so you know shout out them and then uh okay this is fine if you want to give a cop out for this one because typically it's it, Fuck it. Who cares? What's your favorite Halo event of all time? Um, obviously, Salt Lake City is super dope. Yep, My second favorite one was Raleigh um, last year, I think, when we... I think Ace and those guys, I think they took top eight, and it was just our first crack at like coming to a Halo event, and that was super special. We just had never been to lands before like that and been able to experience like that connection with the fans. So that's like... That's what does it right. Like it's it's we go hard because we have those good experiences at land and we love hanging out and having those moments with the fans. Like if we didn't have those at every opportunity and if three four three didn't let us do that, we wouldn't double down and go as hard as we did for Salt Lake City. So it's just like we felt the love from the fans, so we want to give back, and really that's what drives us. It's not like Halo. I couldn't care less about Halo, but I love the connection I have with the community and the players and the devs. But like. That could be any video game, right? But like the the community resonates with us, so that's what we love about it. Fuck yeah. Um that's all the rapid fire questions that I had for you, Pookie. So uh it's up to you if you want to try to get the camera working again. But this is officially gonna be the end of the interview. Oh, oh, oh we're back. We oh shit. Oh we're he fucking turned it off, guaranteed. I'm going no webcam. I'm such a like Discord is the one thing, like, I feel the generational gap happening of, like, me becoming old and the new kids at work are, like, uh, better. And Discord is, like, one of those first things I just never adopted as a gamer. And, like, all I literally had to do was hit the turn camera button on for the last five minutes. I just hadn't figured that out on <laughs> Discord. And I thought I was fucking old. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You'd be surprised. Oh my God. everyone's idiots in, in every industry. We're just all figuring it out. Hey, it's yeah. all about having fun, you know? Yep. Um, well, <laughs> with that, Pookie, 
again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for taking the time to do this. It is really appreciated. Uh, honest to God, cannot thank you guys enough for everything that you guys have done and continue to do for this scene. Um, I, I, for all the people at home that may or may not be listening to this, like I, I genuinely don't want to sound like we're shilling for space station for Pookie. I'm just going to say this for the sake of it. We're not sponsored or anything like that. We're not getting kickbacks for anything like that. Like the fact of the matter is we buy the merchandise. We, we support the organization because we love what they do and we love what they put out and we love what they continue to do, which is put the scene first, put the community first, like Pookie was saying. And it's one thing to say that that's what you guys do, but it's a whole other thing to actually see it. And it's a whole other thing to actually do it. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. You're putting the community first. We see it basically every single day. And again, we cannot thank you enough. And Pookie, thank you once again for taking the time to come on here tonight. No, again, um, starting as like a day one employee like these opportunities are so crazy and special to me that's like we've built something that like people even want us to come on and talk about so thank you guys very much for having um me on and just like letting me talk about space station gaming in general it really is a cool opportunity and i appreciate it um and yeah again like um other orgs just have different looks than us but our goal will always be community first um just do what's best by our fans and those who support us. And it's like, we need to figure out how to win through developers or partnerships or whatever that is. But it's like, I don't know, me and you, we're going to be the same team as the community to like, till SSG either wins or we die. So it's like, we're going to do this together. And like, however we figure that out, we can always be better. Um, and I think we will, like we've done pretty good for six years. So in six more years, like who knows, like the kind of cool stuff that we're going to be able to do together with everyone. Um, so I'm just excited. And again, Halo has given us the best chance that I've experienced so far of any league to allow someone with that mindset to show up and like make a difference in the community. So I'll always be grateful for those guys, not only for letting us do that in Halo, but that also gives us the opportunity to put on an event like Salt Lake City and people outside of Halo get to witness what we're capable of doing too. Like that's not just SSG winning, that's Halo winning to a degree that's you guys winning to a degree that's the fans winning, that's Summit playing Halo. Like I'm not saying SLC did that, but like it's cool that it's all happening at the same time and like the scene is growing, right? So it's like as long as we can all do what it takes to grow the scene, like 343 provides the platform for it to be successful. So it's dope. It's a Hopefully it's a good little run that we all got going on here. And if anything happens, all I know is that you and I, we still have my chemical romance. That's <laughs> so. right. I'm going to, we're going to, I'm just going to start sending you music links. I'm going to be that like annoying guy that you brought on the podcast one time. You're like this freaking idiot, like sending stupid songs. To me no, I fucking, I absolutely love it. Um, all right. Well, Pookie, I'll just ask you, you, you can feel free to log off if you'd like to, um, but we do have an outro we'd like to do. So it's up to you if you want to stick on for that, because we've never actually done an interview live before. So I'm not used to this, um, but yeah, I'll leave that up to you. Do you want to hang on or would you like to go? Oh, I'm hanging on. Oh, fuck oh, it. All right. right. Let's get it. <laughs> um, Will, let's get into some fucking shout outs. Oh. 
All right, let's shout out the people who followed and subbed to this fucking show. Um, <laughs> real quick, give me a second here. I have to back the fuck up. <clears throat> All right. Of course, I just fucking missed it. God damn it. I'm an idiot. All right. So <laughs> for the follows, we have Chauncey, Blackout, Adam, Maythor. I probably mispronounced that. I apologize. Tyler, Burley, Wizard Gamer. Is it Gillist or Gillist? Again, I apologize. Uh, Aleo. You got Molly Whopped. That's a great name. Uh, Paxson. Let's see. Mr. T and Crumpets. Shout out you. Valorize. Al's Dante. Is that like a, or is it Ace Dante? Uh, I thought it was going to be like an Al Dante up, reference. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> Unit. Stay woke. Ubernick. Shout out you as well. Hey. Captain Spidey and Four Turban. Thank you guys for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Welcome to the live show. And then we have. Game Crazy John with the three-month resub. We have Pure Delight with the two-month resub. We have Zarners with the 26-month primer. We have Ooh. Space Station. Holy shit. Hey, thank, thank you, you for the sub. Uh, Ashley with the five-month resub. John with the gifted sub to Halt. Riz with the uh, with the primer. Um, Pookie with the typing. Captain Mo with the four-month resub. Thank you all for the resubs. You all get a woo! Greatly appreciated. And then Danny... Oh, Jesus Christ. Space oh, station space. with the five gifted. You know what that means, Will? Oh, you're going to. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. We well. don't need the Discord sound, but you get a woo, 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 woo. And uh, <laughs> daddy, thank you for the fucking bits. Hashtag bit by bit. Um, Will. Yeah. This was the show. So if you wouldn't, if you would do me a favor and plug the fucking show. As always, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and others. Like Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast. Still, still not, not an ad. ad. Um, find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all out there. YouTube slash HCS Pro Talk for interview series like this one and um, all VODs. It's hard doing this without the script. <laughs> <laughs> The script has bullet points. What are you talking about? You do this on the fly anyway. Uh, join the Discord community discussion link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point Discord and chat or on our link tree on our Twitter. Um, it's free to join. No entry there. Just come hang out, talk Halo, other video games, whatever's going on. Um, and then don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. They have great shows. Such Wait, where does that? Oh, what about the website? EvolvedHalo.com. Your home for there Halo. We go. Um, they have great shows such as Podcast Evolve, Halo Headlines, Mission Debrief, Mission Debrief, Build with Blocks, Halo, Halo TV Gear, Plus, and there you go, Halo Gear Guide. Yeah, and then Pookie, what do you, floor is yours? If you want to shout out, where do where do you where do people find you? Where where do you want them directed? Where do you want them to go? I just want you guys to come back to HCS Pro Talk next week oh. and enjoy the show. <laughs> Honestly, thank you guys so much for having me out. This is so sick, so fun. Um, it's just fun to hang out and talk and just like, I don't know, not be home with triplets. So I appreciate the late night at work, fella. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything for you. Um, for, in all seriousness, you guys can find Pookie over at uh, twitter.com forward slash SSG underscore Pookie. You can find him on Instagram uh, at instagram.com slash SSG Pookie. Go follow him there. Uh, show him some love, and if you have questions, DM him um, or don't because I don't know if he wants to be bugged like that. But uh, DM the <laughs> at Space Station account because you can bug them all the time. 
There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. That account is actually probably more likely to respond than I am, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, you have four kids and to take care of. Anyways, yeah, you yeah. don't want to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say we loved hearing from you. So, Pookie, shout out you again. Thank you so much. Shout out Space Station. Um, guys are amazing. We'll be back next week. And uh, th- not to put a downer on the whole situation, but we will next week on the show, we will be talking about the G1 situation. Um, so stay tuned for all that, but that's next week. And until then, bye-bye.